0: We're going to pick up here in Godonomics, and today's going to be a little bit different. This is something that I've never done before here. I have done something similar to this at another church, but I think it's important. When we're talking about the idea of money, we want to see what Scripture says, and that's what we've been doing. We've talked about tithes and offerings and the different things in that regard, and why we give and how we give and and what we give, you know, and things like that. Ultimately, what is God after? He's not after your money. He is after your heart. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You can tell a lot about an individual. What they treasure in life is where they'll spend their money. And again, there's nothing wrong with having things or enjoying life. I'm not trying to say that at all. I'm not trying to guilt trip people into giving more money. That is not what I'm trying to do at all. We just want to look at what God says on the subject. You know, it's, it's like you can tell there's all these people, and we'll use sports as an example. There are things that they call super fans, right? They, they put all their time and energy into the knowing of the sports. You know, there were people that I went to church with when I was growing up that could not, you know, recite more than John 3.16 as far as scripture goes, but ask, like, how many yards the quarterback had for their team that year. They'd tell you down to the number. So it's not a memory issue, it's just a, a where are we putting our time? Now, I know what you guys are thinking, and you are correct. If you're following the Nebraska Cornhuskers, that's like following Jesus, it's no problem. Memorize those stats, no big deal, all right? Those other teams, not so much, but that's all right. But the thing is, is that we want to look into this and see what God has to say. God has a lot to say about money. There are over 2,000 verses addressing finances in some capacity. The Israelites, when they fled Egypt, fled Egypt extremely wealthy, and they were in slavery. God has no issues with money. Money is nothing more to him than a tool. It is a tool that is used for good, and it is used for evil, because money in and of itself is amoral. It does not have morality. It does not have immorality. It's what the individual does with it that makes the difference. You could say the same thing about a car. There's nothing about a car that is wrong, but sometimes a drunk driver gets behind it, can kill somebody, but somebody who is a safe driver may do a good job. I mean, Jared saved his life and the life of his friend the other day by his defensive driving skills because when the ice hit, somebody came swerving around and slid sideways into his lane. He had to cut the wheel and go up into the embankment, and then he called me to tell me about it, and then he came over and drew a map of exactly what happened to show me how he did it, and he took my son's Hot Wheel cars to illustrate it Because, you know, let's face it, it's not every day that you get to feel like a NASCAR driver taking the turn and, and, you know, all that good stuff. So good for him. He's still here. Jared, we're glad that you made it. All right? Just don't have it happen again. So, but there are things that we do with it. And what we do with our money is ultimately our decision. Whether we give, don't give, it's up to you guys. We can be generous or not generous. It, it, it really is up to what we decide to do with it. We can help those in need or we can choose not to. America is the, like the greatest giving country in the world. More mo- money is funneled out of our country than any other country other. We help more people than anybody else. And the reason that we do this is there is a generosity that comes in this country because like it or not, whatever your financial status is here in comparison to the world, you are blessed. If you own a car, you are richer than the, the 48% of the world. Even if it is a beater, if it starts and runs, you own it, hey, congratulations, you're in the top half of the world. And we take those things for granted. We take a lot of things for granted. We take the things of God for granted. We take take church for granted. We take a lot of stuff. We take one another for granted. We just assume that they're always going to be there or they're going to pick up the slack for us or whatever the case may be. But when it comes to the things of God, when it comes to giving, there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. We've been talking a lot about the right way. We give with a joyful heart. We don't give because we have to, we give because we want to, and we love God, and we believe in what God has told us to do. We give to support ministry here, we give to support ministries elsewhere. When we see a need of an individual and we have the ability to meet that need, we meet that need. It happens all the time. There's never been a time that I've come up here and said, guys, something is happening with so, somebody is, you know, that has a need that it has never been met. Every time that I've come to you guys and said, hey, this I just caught wind of this, here's what's going on, every time and then some. I mean, as an example, you know, I told you guys with Isaac and, and whatnot, he was behind on his rent because he'd moved down there to Tulsa, was put in a bad spot, couldn't find a job right away. You guys stepped up, blessed him, got everything caught up. He's back to square one, praise the Lord. He can focus on school. That's what he went down there for. He didn't move down there to work at Oklahoma Jokes. He went down there to go to school. So, and he said he's learning a lot about barbecue and he said he'd give me a run for my money. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I believe that, but we'll see. You know, I'm, I'm willing to give him a shot. You know, the bottom line is, guys, is that we can be generous or not generous. It's up to us. And then we talked about the spirit of mammon, mammon everywhere. The spirit of mammon is the spirit of Antichrist. It is what we do with our money, making promises. He makes promises that only God can keep. He makes promises that if you do this, if you go out there and you work hard and save your money and you do all of this stuff, then you will reach this status. If you follow me, you'll reach this certain status and people will look at you differently. That's why the idea of keeping up with the Joneses was, was, was brought about is that if I drive this car, people will look at me. It's a status symbol. And, and for I don't know about y'all, but when it's for me, when I see somebody driving a super fancy brand new car, you know what goes through my head? That's 800 bucks a month. That's all that goes through my head anymore. Because, I, I mean, I don't care about status symbols. You can, you can probably tell by the way I dress and the stuff that I drive. You know, I mean, if you haven't seen my red van that I, I delightfully call rusty, um, you know, my status symbol is I'd haul dirt in that sucker if I could figure out how to get it out of there. You know, I just don't care. But, but for some people, that's a thing. Like, they've got to have the latest and greatest, the newest and best. And that is the thing that man is saying, hey, if you just get this, you'll find satisfaction. But that's not the case. That's not the case because it cannot provide satisfaction. And today what I want to look at is in the church world, there's a lot of good that is said about finances. We need to have a balanced approach. But there's also a lot of bad and there's a lot of manipulation. I've, I've, I've hit on this a little bit, but today I want to show you some examples. The reason I want to show you this is that over the last four years that I have been here, there have been different times that people have come up to me asking about so-and-so's ministry and people have given money into because there was a need that they were trying to meet. And so they would give money because these people are making promises. And what I want to show you today is that there is a lot of manipulation that goes on in the body of Christ. These TV preachers, evangelists, things like that. Some of these guys are well-known. Some of these guys are people that we respect. I really thought about showing some video clips and showing you guys some of this stuff. I decided against that because I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus. And here is why. Is that some people use these tactics without realizing what's happening. And what I mean is that we tend to mimic those who have brought us up before, those who we learned under. And if somebody was using a tactic, I say tactic, I don't, want, don't misunderstand me. If they're using a method, you know, this is how we receive our offerings or this is how we raise funds or whatever, they may not realize what they're doing. They may not realize that this isn't necessarily scriptural. They may not realize that, you know, some of the things that they're doing is probably not right. And so they may innocently be be stepping into that. So it's kind of like to give you an example of this. There's a willful decision to take advantage of somebody, and then there's an ignorant decision that's taken advantage of somebody. I can deal with ignorance. We can learn from that, right? It was unintentional. I'm not trying to take advantage of somebody and just mess with them. But there are thieves out there. And this has been going on for a long time. And so some of these things that have happened um, in the church world is is really, really, it really bugs me. And... um, I've had to deal with this before. I've addressed this at other churches and stuff like that. Sometimes this goes over well, sometimes it doesn't. But we need to, be, we need to realize it and we need discernment. And so I'm going to show you some of this stuff today, guys. Like I said, this is going to be a little bit different. But some of the tactics that we see out there is the, the, the biggest thing that's real popular right now is called seed faith. Maybe you've seen this, maybe you've heard it, is that we have to sow a seed for our need. So if you need a car, then you need to sow a car. If you need groceries, then you need to sow groceries. It needs to be very specific. Or maybe not just specifically the item, but we need to sow something and name our seed. Now, the idea of reaping and sowing is very biblical. Whatever a man sow, that will he also reap. Very biblical. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. But this idea that if I sow my $20 bill towards something specific, that God is going to send that specific item to me. Now, let's think about this for a minute, just from a a logistical, practical standpoint. The idea of giving is always because we love God. That's why we do it, right? The motivation is because we love God. Jesus said that if you love God and you love people, those are the greatest of the two commandments. So, because we love God, we sow into the ministry, we give it to God. That was always what the offerings were. If we're sowing because we have a need, is our, our gift out of love? Not necessarily. It can be. What are we giving for? If I give this $20 bill, I'm trying to get something out of it. We never give to God to get something in return. We give to God because we want to give to God. It's because we love Him. And this idea has just taken the church world by storm. And a lot of really good pastors and preachers and people on TV have bought into this concept, and a lot of them, unbeknownst to them, realizing that this is not a biblical concept. Now, again, I'm giving people the benefit of the doubt. But this is just one of the things. There's a lot of these things. You'll see them having some little widget or gadget. A, a miracle cloth. You'll see here in a minute. Miracle spring water. Okay? In fact, you saw a little miracle spring water and a little handy spritzer to take with you because if you just need a little anointing, you just fresh as a daisy. Miracle cloths that if you sow money... If you'll see them at different times of the year, it's time to give your Passover offering. You know, send it in now. You'll see them give things like very specific dollar amounts. You need to send $54.17 for your Isaiah 54.17 blessing. Or the double portion blessing. We send double that for this. And they're very oddly specific amount. And you'll notice when you turn these things on, when you're watching them on TV, if you watch them on TV, is that there's always an urgency. Be one of the first 70 people to sow this seed at this amount, at this time. Don't wait. You've got to do it now. It is your, you're putting your faith out there for God to meet these needs. Now, I know a lot of you guys are kind of grinning because some of you guys have seen this stuff, but this happens and people fall for it all the time. It happens all the time. I mean, millions of dollars are being brought into the ministry because of this. Now, some of these people are legitimately believe that they are are doing something good and other people are legitimately manipulating and I'm going to show you a little bit of both. Let me show you this first picture here. What do you see down here? Seventy people to sell a $1,000 seat. Why is it seventy? You notice that? Now that's a big amount of money. Okay? This guy here, um, Mike Murdoch. Now, I often do not throw people under the bus, but I do not trust this guy at all. Okay, And I'll, and I'll, I'll tell you guys why, but his theology is wrong, but I also know people that have gotten close to him, and uh, there's just some underhanded stuff that's going on, and that's all I'm going to say about that, but he is not somebody that I would say that is innocently doing this. You'll notice that every time that this guy or people like him are on TV, all they ever talk about is money. It's all they talk about. It's always financial. I've seen him say When I was going to Rhema, I was living down in Oklahoma. He was on TV back then. Now, we had TBN, and it was always a joke. TBN was the Trinity Broadcasting Network. And there's good shows on there, and there's, there's bad shows. It's just like anything. I mean, it's just there's good and bad. So you take in what was good, and you, you ignore what was bad. But I couldn't watch half of what was on there because it was just... It was so ridiculous. It was over the top. And I heard him say one time, he was talking about uh, supernatural debt cancellation. And this is the statement he made. He said, if you cannot believe God for a $1,000 seed to sow toward your supernatural debt cancellation, how can you believe God for groceries? So what's he getting at? If you don't have enough faith to sow this seed, and they always take credit cards, by the way, But if you don't have enough faith to sow the seed, how do you have faith for anything? It's a manipulation tactic. Why is it 70? It's always God told me the first 70 people. Okay, if this is airing in front of millions of people, who's the first 70? Does does 71 just waste their money? Like, sorry, thanks, you should have acted a little sooner. Jim's not here today. He's, they're, they're preaching at a church over in Hamburg, so I'll pick on, on Jim a little bit today. He has nothing to do with this. It's just a funny story. If you haven't noticed, I like funny stories, but these guys were all off doing somewhere, and they went somewhere to get ice cream, and tell me if I'm telling this story wrong, but these guys got up in front of him, and they prepaid for Jim's ice cream, but they said, tell him that he's the 100th customer, and he gets his ice cream for free, and so sure enough, Jim gets up there, and the lady's like, well, you're your customer 100 and you get your ice cream for free and Jim of course thinks he's won some great prize he walks over there eating his ice cream he like, hey guess what guys and of course they let the cat out of the bag and they, they to this day how many years ago was that 15 years ago and they, they tell the story like it was yesterday <laughs> so these guys are getting ready to go on a golf trip so we're gonna have one of them preach because I guarantee you there'll be stories out of that one but 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 the thing was is what if in that case, you know, what, what about 101 or 102? Why is it always so oddly specific? You'll see guys like this. They'll say something like, you know, as I said, Isaiah 54: 17. They will bring on a guest with them, another well-known guy, because now you're capturing two audience groups, and they'll say you need to sew into this ministry. It's always that ministry. Isn't that ironic? I mean, it's not like I can sow $1,000 to my own church and say, okay, God, I'm believing you for this. And I'm going to show this into the ministry that I am tied into. No, if I don't send it to him, I don't get that. Guys, millions of dollars. Now, you're sitting here thinking like, well, okay. Yeah, that's pretty obvious. You know, Nobody would surely fall for that. They do it all the time. Millions of dollars are brought in through this every year. And they call it for the sake of the ministry. The problem is, is what work is this ministry doing? We don't know. They'll tell you stories, but we have no way to verify. Let's go to the next one. Let me show you this. Okay, now this, these things kind of didn't come across. I tried to screenshot some of these things. Thanks God for Evan. This one was really whacked this morning, but Evan got me, uh, got me all fixed up. But you, this is a guy named Ernest Angeli. I don't know if he's still alive. He was very popular from the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. If he's still alive, he is in his mid to late 90s. I mean, he is an old man. But there always is a widget. Receive a miracle through the blessed cloth. I thought that was a typo. That is not a typo. That is actually how they spell it. I don't know why. Now, I'm going to read this to you. But essentially what they do is you can call and request these. Oftentimes, there's no money exchanging hands in this yet. So he's got this verse, Acts 19. And God wrought special miracle by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and evil spirits went out of them. So this is an actual event that took place in the New Testament, the book of Acts, where essentially Paul would wear these. He was a, he was a, a leather maker. He they say big tents and stuff like that, and they would cut up the things, and they would bring him these things, and he would pray for them, and when people would take them, they would be healed of whatever diseases that they happen to have. This is a very biblical principle that has taken place. You'll see that sometimes in churches. I've heard testimonies of people, you know, where they they're somewhere where nobody can pray for them, or it's a family member, and they'll do something like this, and God will heal them. I mean, it's, it's, it's a legitimate thing. So this is the verse that they're using. It says, God uses different methods to impart his healing power into our bodies. And the blessed cloth used according to Acts 19, 11, and 12 is one way that God has chosen to work. It is a point of contact with God through which you can release your faith. Now, I want to hang on to that for a minute. A point of contact is a term that is often thrown out. When you give your seed, it is a point of contact between you and God. But it has to be given to them. Okay? In obedience to the word... Reverend Angeli has prayed over this cloth and asked the anointing of the Holy Spirit to rest upon it so that when you receive it and put your faith together with His, God's healing will go into action. It is God's divine will for you to be in good health, and when you obey His word, you can expect miracles. That last sentence is very true. But again, it's very specific that when you do this, it's because He has laid His hands on it, as if there's a special anointing or something on this man that only He can operate in this, okay? Okay. Set your time of deliverance, then carry the blessed cloth with you or pin it inside your clothing and believe from that hour that God is getting you well. Claim victory and close your case with full assurance that God is faithful and that what he has promised will come to pass. The Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's in the book of Hebrews. The same Jesus who walked on earth healing those whom the devil had bound with sickness is stretching forth a healing hand to you today. Study the following scriptures on healing, and they will help you believe God for a miracle. And it's got a list of scriptures here and stuff like that. Okay, so we have this here in this thing. Now, who reaches out for these types of things? People who are desperate. They're desperate. God heals today. The scripture he uses are accurate. What happens is when you request this blessed cloth, they will send it to you for free. But it'll also have an envelope, and it'll have instructions on how to use it, and one of the things that will be in those instructions is something that you give a very specific dollar amount, and you're going to see this in a minute with a different ministry, another guy that I'm going to show you that is very specifically a huckster, Huck, however you say that, but, but this, Reverend Angeli was a well-known guy, and I believe that he started off well. Um, you know, there are verified healings underneath his ministry, but he got off base uh, in the 80s, really. Um, now, many of you guys may have never heard of him. Do you guys, are you familiar with the name at all? Okay. Um, I had a friend of mine that introduced me to the guy years ago. But this guy got so far off, it became cultish in his church. He's in Ohio. And um, to the point, and bear with me here, but um, he would require the males of his church to have vasectomies, and he would inspect the scars to make sure. You guys follow me? I mean, I don't know at what point you say, you know, that's enough for me, but that would definitely be it if, if you're ever wondering. So um, he just got way off base on some of this stuff, but they would, they would send these out. And again, millions of dollars exchange hands in this way. So this is just one example of that. Guys, this stuff goes on all over the world. It's not just here. It is all over the place. Let me show you another one. Remember when I talked about the Miracle Spring? Weather? This comes from a guy named Peter Popov. You see the website there. Miracle Spring Water, it's free. It's the anointed faith tool, okay? And this is a TV show. Has anybody ever seen this on TV? Yeah, I know. He's traveled with me a few times, and and when I go, I don't have cable at my house, um, mainly because I'm too cheap, but but when I go on, on the road and I'm staying in a hotel, I always turn on the Christian TV network just to get irritated. I don't know why I do that. It's like I enjoy it. Getting mad and telling you like, that's stupid, you're wrong, I don't know. It's weird. But, but anyway, this guy is all over TV. Here, go ahead and do the next one. Here's an example of it. This is what, what shows up in, in the letter. It's a miracle spring water. OK? Go on to the next one. These are some of the things that they claim. These people drank the miracle spring water, and look, they received 900,000 dollars in miracle money. I think my, my, my clicker' dying on me. Um, okay. Yeah, not, sometimes, yes, sometimes, $900,000 in miracle money, all right, it doesn't give any more details than that, it just, this may legitimately have happened, like maybe they had a rich relative that passed away, I mean, we don't know, but, but whatever, sometimes this legitimately happens, there we go, well, sort of, all right, go on to the next one, a divine transfer for a new job, and these are people giving testimonies on these, go to the next one. Use a miracle spring water doctor said permanent damage eyes completely healed. The miracle water miracle. All right, go to the next one. I got another one? Oh, okay. Go ahead and go back to that. I'll, we'll get to that in a minute. So you'll get these on TV and they're talking about this miracle spring water. You drink it or now there's a spritzer is what Katie says. She found this. Um, I could not find any pictures or videos of the spritzer. I really wanted to see it because I really thought that's kind of a clever, that's a new twist on an old trick, okay. But, but people would, will call in because they're desperate, and they're doing this, and they'll get on the phone with people, and you can request prayer, and they'll pray with you, but it always has to do with, with in this case, Peter Popoff, um, praying for you. You'll send in a letter or whatever, and of course, there's always money involved. Now, let me explain who Peter Popoff is, if you don't know. Peter Popoff was a well-known guy back in the 80s, and he uh, would operate in these gifts of, of like words of wisdom, words of knowledge. And so he'd be in a, a hotel ballroom putting on these special meetings. He's praying for the sick and all of this. He would stand up and he would say, uh, is there a Janet Griffin here? And, of course, Janet would be like, I'm Janet Griffin. And he says, you live at one, I don't even know your address, whatever your address is, doesn't matter. He would call out the address and stuff. I don't know about you, but that would get my attention. It would get your attention. And so people are like, oh, my goodness, God is like opening his eyes. Now, there was a guy back in the 40s and 50s and stuff named... Uh, William Branham, who operated in the gift of the word of knowledge, and this guy was legit, and he, he described it, that like God would open his eyes, and it was almost like you would look over a fence, and he could see something about your life. I mean, this was a supernatural thing that happened um, back then, and how we know he was legit versus Peter Popoff, I'll explain here in just a minute. So this goes on, and people, I mean, Peter Popoff's name is getting very big. And, of course, there are skeptics. There's always going to be skeptics, okay? Anytime something out of the ordinary is happening and they're claiming it to be God, somebody is looking to figure out what the trick is because it's got to be a parlor trick. In this case, there was a guy named James Randi, and he went in there, and they revealed this on, um, oh, my goodness, what was the old, uh, the Tonight Show? The, uh, Johnny Carson, thank you. Revealed it on Johnny Carson's show. If you didn't know, Johnny Carson's from Nebraska. Just so you know, I'm just throwing that out there. But, and uh, what happened is they went into one of these meetings and they brought in these FM transmitters and happened to pick up a signal and recorded it of his wife feeding information into an earpiece to him. They busted him. She, what they would do is people would fill out prayer cards before the service and she would take them all and she would say, and they knew specifically what they were praying for and would pretend like God was revealing this to him and stand up and, I mean, Thousands of dollars and stuff. He gets busted. He goes to jail. And he gets out. And now he's back. He's been doing this for the last 10 years again. Now, I don't know about you guys, but you know, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, or shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. I mean, again, he's back at it again. He's doing the exact same things that he was doing back then. Still, it's always in a hotel ballroom. Is it odd that none of these meetings ever take place in a church? That should be clue number one. Clue number two should be that there's always something supernatural, out of the ordinary, with unbelievable things taking place. And God can do all of this stuff, guys, so don't, don't misunderstand me. But in this case, that the only way you can get it is being affiliated with His ministry. And so, he gets busted, he's out there doing it again, the cameras have followed him again, he's claiming miracles and stuff like that. Now, why I said William Branham, how we know that he was at least legitimate as far as we can tell, is number one, there were verified miracles because doctors would inspect these things and they're like, this, this is legitimate. This person is not the same. Number two is the fact that the technology did not exist back then for him to pull that off, at least in the same manner. So he's either memorizing a huge list of people or this was really legit. And I wasn't there, so I can't say. But I do know that there are a lot of people that came out of that ministry. And there are a lot of verified healings that took place out of that. So there's something to that. So with, in this case with Peter Popoff, he is out there and he's doing this stuff. And what happens is when you call in, you always call in. Call in today, we're going to pray for you. And, and we're going to send you this Miracle Spring water for free. Well, when they do that, it comes like this. And here's a couple examples of envelopes that they, they, they come in. Okay, this is a dude in Australia. He's got an office in Australia as well. He's got offices around the world. They're always P.O. boxes in some capacity. I mean, they may call them something different in a foreign country, but this is what they do. How to supernaturally erase your debt. That's just one. Go to the next one. Open the doors of the great bank of heaven. Open the door to incredible physical health, energy, and well-building. Experience a flood of wild riches that will cover you with life-changing abundance. See inside. This is the envelope. You notice what the, the, the center of attention here is. It's money. It's oh, always is. Go to the next one. I got a bunch of these. Unstoppable miracle power is yours. See inside. Go to the next one. Inside, very clear prophetic visions about your present situation and your future. <laughs> I mean, very specific, even though that's mass-mailed. Go to the next one. Right now, your guardian angel is battling Satan for your prosperity. Do I have any more envelopes? I do. Inside, I reveal what will be. You'll know everything before it happens. This instantly changes your life. Now, this all looks handwritten, but it is not handwritten. Okay, I just want to be very clear. We got any more envelopes? Is that it? No. Nope. Please open this envelope at once and read my letter carefully, following my instructions, so you can see the desires of your heart become realities. Important, and you can see there's some writing on the letter there. Is that it? Okay. That was the last one. So, if you're desperate you get on this. Now, have you noticed that if you've ever had one of those nights where you can't sleep and you wake up and it's 11 o'clock, midnight, 1 a.m., whatever time it is, and you're flipping through channels trying to find anything that makes your brain shut down so you can go to sleep, which is not why you should turn to Christian television, but whatever. But these things are always on very late at night. Now, why do you think that is? Well, have you ever been in a situation financially where you're stressed about it and you can't sleep? That's when those people are awake. And they're desperate. Now, I, I mean, I, I don't trust this guy. That's why I'm calling him out specifically. There are people that we do know by name that I think are good people. They don't necessarily do these tactics, but have similar stuff that's going on that I think are innocently using a similar method because that's what was taught to them. They just don't know any better. That happens all the time, guys. I mean, it's no different. It's, it's kind of like they, they say that you perform how you practice. If you practice wrong, that you will perform wrong type of thing in sports. Same thing here. Now, I've got a couple of examples of letters here that I want to read to you today, and I want you to see what's happening here, I want you to watch what's, what's going on. Go ahead and go to this first one. Now, I know you're not going to be able to read that. I have them here. I'm going to read them for you because I want you to see them. Now, the first thing that you'll notice, there are highlighted parts, and there's usually a handwritten part, handwritten, okay? It's printed on there. But it says, Dear Brother, and I can't read this, Karhala, I have been reaching out to God on your behalf ever since I heard from you. I have been praying and listening for God's word concerning your deliverance from depression and your special blessing. I've heard the voice of the Lord concerning these needs and also another need that you have in your life. Then it gets big words. The Lord is leading me to loan you my faith handkerchief to start a miracle in your life. Now you notice the highlighted parts. Reaching out to God. Since I heard from you, you're making very specific claims on this person's behalf, and I'm going to loan you my faith handkerchief, so this belongs to me, because this individual has this special gift from God that nobody else possesses, and it's going to start a miracle in your life. Brother, God has kept you on my heart. God has awakened me at night, and I have sat up in my bed with tears running down my cheeks, crying out to God for you, you must listen to me. Now, think about it. You're in a desperate situation. You have reached out to this individual. There's something about this guy that means something. And he's making this very specific to your situation. You're feeling special, right? It's just what we do. I said, Lord... You sent the Kahala family to me. I know you did. I am praying for you to send to the Kahala family the same kind of blessing, the same kind of great miracle that only you can send. Lord, through this anointed red Bible handkerchief, send the Kahala family the same kind of miracle you sent to my dear sister Davies in Los Angeles when she needed $1,778 miracle. Lord, remember how in that powerful service, you, we were having Sister Davies proved you According to the Malachi three to Malachi three ten, with the largest bill, she said she had in her billfold that day twenty five dollars that she needed, and then you blessed her with that one thousand seven hundred and seventy eight dollars. So what has he just done? He's given an example how this has worked exactly how he's describing it to him that she gave her last twenty five dollars. Brian, as I kept praying, I said, Lord, I know you're no respecter of persons. I know as surely as you honor the faith and obedience through your servant Paul, your anointed instrument for this generation, and through their faith and obedience, the people with their needs received a special touch, capitalized, as the handkerchief from his body touched them. I feel deeply that you will honor my faith and obedience as I take your healing power to my generation. I know, Lord, that you won't perform a special miracle for one and not for another, who acts with the same faith and obedience. Lord, I ask you to do it again. Send the same kind of miracle, this time for Brian. Let your miracle power flow to 1130 Big Valley Drive, that must be the address, Uh, through this anointed faith handkerchief, let great miracles start happening in Colorado Springs. Now we know where he's at. Brian, God spoke to my heart and mine and said, send the Karhala family your anointed faith handkerchief, just like the Apostle Paul sent out handkerchiefs in Acts 19, 11, and 12. So you see this again. If you really want the Karhalas to be blessed, if I move for the Apostle Paul, I will also move for the Karhala family, for I have no respecter of persons. I have obeyed God and loaned you my faith handkerchief. Now, I want you to print your name on it. It is a must. I must have your name on my handkerchief. And it says, keep reading. You're getting closer to God's blessing. And there's more in this letter. Um, I, I don't have the rest of it. This is the only part of it that I could find. So what do we see? We see the handkerchief and oddly specific instruction. That's something you're going to notice time and time again. That is oddly specific. You have to do this in a certain way, kind of like you're performing some sort of a por- uh, potion or something. Now, let's go to the next one. This is to a gal named Sandy. It says, Sandy, our prayer center received your call. I have been praying on your behalf nonstop ever since the operator gave me your name. Did we see a trend here. Okay, Sandy Simpson, did I spell that correctly? When you called, perhaps you thought it was by accident. I feel that a higher power directed you to call. I have something important to tell you, so please read on. Dear Sandy, it is not unusual for God to send those those with hard cases to me. No disrespect to anyone, but in my spirit, I feel that he tried to get help before, but to no avail. Many are not anointed to deal with difficult cases. Perhaps the anointing is so strong upon me because I have personally overcome some of the same challenges you are now facing in your own life. So again, what are we seeing? It's just diffusing. It's, it's making it oddly specific to her and saying that I am able to handle this, okay? Sandy, in my prayer time, God showed me some of the hard things you are now dealing with. God gave me this word for you. Fear not, my daughter, Sandy. The hard things you are now facing will soon be a thing of the past. For during the next several months, I will use my prophet to lead thee into deliverance. You ever notice that God always speaks in King James English? Thus thou theest? All right and reveal unto thee the steps of faith that will break all evil holds on your life and release miracles of love, success, new health, and a joyous living unto thee. Well, as you can see, you have made the right new context. So who's the prophet? The one pinning the letter, correct? But God showed me the hard things in your life, but yet he didn't speak to the specific hard things. Did you catch that? It's very vague. Important. Notice the sealed envelope. Do not open it just yet. We'll show you that in a minute. The packet of water you requested is inside and also a powerful prophecy for you but first you must read this entire letter. Sandy Simpson, by God's direction, I've undertaken this assignment of defeating these hard things in your life that, you are now hold, that are now holding you back. I am so certain that as you obey God in faith, you will achieve success and get the results you want with God's help. The faith in my heart is saying to you, Sandy Simpson, during the next few weeks, you can become prosperous, more joyous than ever before, understand and know your future, and live a life filled to overflowing with love and happiness. I took your name, anointed it, and commanded evil spirits to bow to the power of the Almighty God. In Jesus' name I speak to witchcraft and all evil, and command it to recede. Through this mighty time of prayer, the grace and favor of God has been restored to you, but we must work to restore the power, peace, health, and prosperity that Satan has stolen from you. God revealed to me in an awesome secret vision things that I must share with you at this time. Now, and it says, Sandy, please read on. Now, you notice all these capital words, bolding, all of that kind of stuff? That's that's a marketing technique. For guys that write ad copy, when they send stuff in, you'll see this in newspapers sometimes, you may get a letter in the mail that has the same sort of thing because your eyes are drawn to those words. And they're always words of affirmation, how I can get you out of this. Okay, let's go on. Next one. I see in the Spirit seven secret prophetic events that are on the verge of unfolding in your life. However, there's an attack from Satan that puts you in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people, and all of these beautiful things God has planned, you cannot unfold. Believe it. When I say your act of faith has already begun the release of power that will actually change your chaotic circumstances in future, what act of faith? Well, one, you reached out to his ministry, and two, you requested that miracle spring water. I'll be the first to admit, your circumstances are challenging, but with God, all things are possible. Your understanding of these seven secret prophetic events, we're back to that, will move you at the right time into the right place and hook you up with the right people so you can see God's manifested miracles release. The power of agreement that we release as you and I agree together is the most awesome of all power. St. Matthew wrote concerning this power, saying in Matthew 18, 19, would two or three agree? It shall be done. He cut a bunch of that out. I have been assigned to God to help you so that you can receive God's answer to that special need in your life. Only God can meet this need and he has put the 40 years of victory of, the ministry, of this ministry behind you. Listen as I speak to you about these seven prophetic events. So again, we're going back that only this ministry, only I can help you. Number one, during the next few weeks through the help you receive from this ministry, God will move you toward a sudden release of money. In faith, I see this influx of money showering down upon you from an unexpected source. I really believe it is somewhere between 1700 and 17000 That's a big chunk of change, and there's a big span there, right? Okay. So again, it's, it's not very specific. It's very vague. You're either buying a car or you're having a decent month. It's one of the two. Number two, I envision a dramatic turn of events in your life like Joseph's that will take you from the pit to the palace and elevate you to the position of authority and influence. The favor and blessing of God will rest upon you and follow you wherever you go. Now remember, secret prophetic events. Sandy, this concerns the power of provision that God is about to release in your life. Something or someone who causes fear, causes hurt, will be removed. There's more to come. Travel, question mark. Yes, travel. You are about to experience the awesomeness of witnessing and demonstrating the power of God in remote and distant places. Let me just follow the direct leading of the Holy Spirit here. Just as God opened up a secret way of deliverance for the children of Israel, and they miraculously walked through the Red Sea, God is now ready to open up a secret way of deliverance for you. Sandy, there are three more important prophetic events that you are yet to be revealed. However, I must obey God in this. Your obedience is the key. I can only reveal them to you in my answer. Obey God in this. So these prophecies, secret prophetic events, are extremely vague. That's not a coincidence. It's 1,700 to 17,000. You're going to travel. That he's going, There's going to be a dramatic turn of events in your life, just like Joseph. Going to get, get her attention. Sandy, we'll go to the next one. In Jesus' name, get a glass of water. Now watch this. I believe that God will let his angels trouble this water as you sleep tonight. Now, why does that matter? Remember, there is that uh, passage with Jesus in, in the New Testament where the angel would go there and stir the water, and the first person that got in would be healed. Usually they're looking for healing and they're looking for a financial breakthrough. Place it by your bedside tonight. This is a glass of water. Before you go to sleep, place the unopened sealed envelope in your pillow slip tonight only. So, and I'll show you the envelope in a minute. In the morning, take seven sips from the glass in Jesus' name. After you obey God in this, open the sealed envelope. According to St. Luke 6.38, you must qualify yourself for a supernatural blessing. Yes, this harvest of great income. Well, what does Luke 6.38 say? I'll bet you didn't go look. Most people do not. Let me read you Luke 6.38. I should have thrown this up there, but I didn't. You're going to like this one. Okay. Okay. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will will it be put into your bosom for the same measure that you use it, it will be measured back to you. Do you guys remember when we talked about that verse and talked about how that has nothing to do with money? That that context is talking about the giving of love and, and all of that. It's not talking about finances. All right. The Apostle Luke said, the way to qualify yourself for a pressed down, shaken together, and running over blessing is to give. So he's misusing that verse. When you open the water packet, the miracle spring water, anoint your hands for money miracles in Jesus' name. Then anoint a holy consecrated seed of great harvest offering of $17. No, I don't want you to send $37 or $77. No, send exactly $17 because one is the number of the Father and seven is the Father's number of perfection. When you return or when you return the page inside the sealed envelope to me, I will send you all of the seven secret prophetic events. Remember, he stopped with four. The anointed words will guide you to the right place at the right time and help to hook you up with the right people to receive the miracle harvest of God. When you read these seven secret prophetic events in their entirety, you will see the secret way and the way of your deliverance will open up for you. The moment you open up my answer to you, a powerful anointing is going to rush all over you. And within the next several weeks, you'll see God reveal himself to you in your new glorious future. Now, remember, this is not something that you can afford to take lightly. God has sent you to this prophet who will help you to see total victory over the difficult circumstances in your life. Now, read my instructions again. The book you requested, Prosperity Thinking, has been reserved for you, but you must answer this letter to let me know that I have your correct address. And in writing, waiting, waiting for your answer, love, love to you, Sandy, from your new friend, prophet Peter Popoff. And then he signed it. Okay, now here's a picture of the envelope. Again, not handwritten. It just appears to be. Now, you would think most people would recognize that, but they don't because it seems very personal, does it not? It seems extremely personal. And there's a bit, but look at all the stuff that had to take place. Okay, you got to read this. Read through this. Read, it's urgency. You got to act now. I have your answer. God sent you to me. Only I can bring you through this circumstance. Somebody reaches out in a, a moment of desperation. They open it up, this huge packet of stuff, and... So here's what you do. You take the miracle spring water, you put it in a glass. The angels are going to stir that glass at night. And it's going to be sitting on your bedside. When you wake up, you're going to take seven sips with this envelope in your pillow. What does that have to do with anything? Not a darn thing. But people do it. Guys, this gets people's attention. And you're thinking, nobody falls for this stuff, surely. Yes, they do. All the time. Miracle water packet. Prophecy and Holy Ghost instructions. Look at the other. Do not. First, read, letter. All of these things are tricks that are used to get you to read it. It's, it's, it's marketing. All right, here we go. Next one, special instructions. Sister Simpson, if God could create a secret miracle pathway through the Red Sea so that the children of Israel could get to the promised land, he can do the same for you. So that you can get to the place of victory, peace, happiness, abundance that he has already ordained for you. And you'll notice all these underlined words. This packet contains water from the spring of the southern Russia, where the pastors and Christians were led by the Holy Spirit to drink during the horrible Chernobyl nuclear accident. I warn you, something so anointed and sacred can't be taken lightly. Now, I tried to look into this to see if that type of thing ever happened. I could find nothing on it. So I'm not saying that that didn't happen, but let's let's assume that it didn't. As I walked to this very spring through the dark dawn, when I got there, it was like a light from heaven lighted up Uh, the entire area. As I knelt trembling under the awesome presence of God, the angel of the Lord commanded me to bring this miracle spring water back for you to use as a powerful point of contact for many miracles in your life. The spring represents the flow of the Spirit. Now, who's hanging out in Chernobyl? I mean, for real. Like, is it a vacation destination now? Like, hey, I don't have enough radiation in my life. I need a little bit more. Now here's the miracle. God said, I confirm the word of my servant. I perform the counsel of my messenger. So here's what he just said. God spoke through him to confirm to you that God spoke through him. Did you catch that? Okay. No one who drank from the spring died from the nuclear contamination. No one who believed divine leading and the direction suffered illness. Not one believer suffered harm. Not one believer died. All were miraculously spared. Um, And that event possibly did happen, guys. I just couldn't find anything on it. As I heard the great destruction... As I heard of the great destruction and saw God's great deliverance for his people, I witnessed the power of God that delivered, protected, and prospered, and so will you. Number one, anoint your forehead with this miracle water for total peace of mind. Anoint your hands for money, miracles in Jesus' name. Anoint your body wherever you feel pain. Then anoint the doorpost of your house with this miracle water for protection from all evil. That's a small packet of water, okay? If, you know, I mean, it's not going to go very far. Number two, claim the miracles you need with prayer and ask God to open the pathway to your very own miracle delivered. The pathway to your victory through the Red Sea of need. We're analogizing all of Scripture. Number three, send me your prayer requests on back along with your best gift to God. When I get this, remember, she'd already sent the 17 bucks in. When I get this sheet back, I will know that you have obeyed God's instruction and acted in obedience. I will then release a prophet's anointing for you. I will believe that God will spiritually roll back the waters of of your Red Sea and uncover the miracle pathway for your total healing and deliverance and victory. Now, here's the prophetic word for you to claim. Read out loud. I speak to you now as God's messenger, as God's prophet of prosperity. For yea, my daughter, keep your eyes upon my word, your ears tuned to my good, keep your, secret, or keep your spirit alert, and listen, and you will hear, look, and you will see. Reach out, and you will find. Even now, I, the Lord thy God, have ordained that miracles are about to be released upon thee. Again, why is he speaking in, in King James English? Like, we've, we've moved past that. All right, keep your eyes upon me and don't let Satan divert your attention to confusion all around you. Focus your eyes upon me and get them off your circumstances for I am the author and finisher of your faith. Keep your eyes upon me and you will have faith. Then as you act upon my word and follow my leading, your act of faith shall bring to pass the very things that you desire to see. Satan wants you to to park by your problem, but I say unto thee this day, arise and move in faith, and I shall open the door for thee, and you shall walk into my complete victory, harmony, health, peace, and prosperity. I am the finisher of your faith. Do not look at your problems, but look to me, for I am the solution to every problem in your life. I am the way, the truth that you have looked for, and the source of all life, saith the Lord. And then there's down at the bottom. Now, turn this over and fill out the prayer page. Okay, so let's go to the next one your secret life way to a life of abundance. And I promise, I'm about done with this. I'm I'm, I'm trying to board, But I want you guys to see, like they go to great pains for this. No matter how dark your situation is now, I believe God is going to show you the way to health, a life of abundance and supernatural power that he has already ordained to you. Perhaps no one can see it right now, but God has prepared a way. Together, we will ask for God's help with this prayer, expect God to uncover his road through your Red Sea life situation, and release our faith and obedience to his leading. Go forward and cross over into your promised land. Let the miracles begin. Sandy, I believe God has a secret way that only he can see right now through your problems and troubled waters that lead into life of total victory and abundance. Use your packet of miracle spring water as I instructed and then complete this prayer sheet and get it back to me today. I'm going to release a prophet's anointing for you. I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to uncover your pathway to a miracle today. Write your secret way miracle request below. So then underneath that, I need God to make a way in the following areas of my life. Check. Finances is first special personal need, there's marriage, job, health, spirit of mind, children, other important. My loved one's name, their relationship to me, their needs. Again, we're making this personal. We're getting them thinking. Sandy, now release your faith through your giving. Let this be your first step forward and across your Red Sea situation into your health and your prosperity uh, prosperous, joyous future. Peter, and there's a thing. I am moving forward. In Jesus' name, by faith, here's my gift of love. Faith and obedience to God that I have anointed, amounting close seventeen dollars or other. Please send me your new book, prosperity thinking, so on and so forth. Then handwriting at the bottom, Sandy. I really believe God is about to lead you, a, to a whole new life, into a whole new life. What you have to do is, with your faith, have a matter of no matter how small it may seem to you. Are you facing a hard situation, having a difficult time, making a decision to cross over the Red Sea? Uh, waters of your life. I feel you already know in your heart that God will heal and deliver you, but you have not yet stepped out completely in faith. I believe this is your first day. Do what you can and God will do the rest. Remember, you must confirm your address in order to receive your free book. Now, here's a stupid question, okay? But again, I'm fairly pragmatic and I overthink things. Why do I have to confirm my address to receive a free book that if my address was incorrect in the first place, I wouldn't be reading this letter? It doesn't make any sense. You see, this is the manipulation that goes on. It happens all the time. This is one example of it. When you start seeing, when I get letters in the mail, I get them all the time. Um, In fact, just recently, just to, to illustrate this a little bit more, I went on some of these different ministry pages and requested prayer. And I put it in their prayer for finance because I wanted to see what will come through. So we'll know over the next couple of weeks how many letters I get, and I'll show them to you as they come in. But I have seen things, and I remember they actually taught a class on this when I was in Bible school, where all these different things, they'd send you a chunk of carpet, and you had to put your knees on, and you had to face to the west. Sometimes it would be a picture of Jesus. And you'd hang it on your west wall or your east wall or whatever wall, and you'd look to it, and you'd pray seven times a day, facing. I mean, all these different things. They would send you miracle manna. Where, where you would chew on this, and you'd pray, and you'd say these things. I mean, this is just, it's all manipulation techniques. And I know what you're saying, is like, okay, why do I care about any of this? I'm not that stupid. No, no, that's good. But what I'm showing you is there's a difference in, in the way that God handles finances and the way that the world handles finances. Just because somebody claims to be a Christian doesn't mean that they have our well-being at heart. You see, all of these methods are brought because somebody's in a desperate situation, therefore, they are responding desperately. Anybody, almost anybody, could come up with $17, could they not? Almost anybody. I mean, you, you could find $17 if you're in a bad way, typically. And you'll send it into him, believing that this is the answer to prayer. This is the way that I'm going to be able to get myself out of my situation. These are people that are desperate. They're looking for help. They're looking for hope. And they have no other way to go. They'll do the same thing. They'll have these miracle meetings. You need prayer and stuff like that. They'll pray for you over the phone or you'll go in person to a meeting. And then they always take up an offering because some reason in our head, if we're needing something from God, it's almost like we can buy it. Now, I know this is crazy and I know this is different and stuff like that. But you'd be amazed at how many people fall for this stuff. And you'd also be amazed at how ignorant that we can be. Because they use the right words. We've all been through life. We've all had financial situations. We've all had rough times going on. We've got things going on in our family, and we are looking for an answer. And here is a person claiming to have the answer. The problem is, is instead of turning to God for the answer, where do we turn? To the individual. There's something about them special that God has blessed them that only they can do this, and that is not that works you guys following me i know this is different but i want you guys to see this stuff because i I, i'm just amazed at how many people i've talked to through years in this town told me that they've sent money to this guy luckily not in this church but but in this town and it's like my goodness people please there are not miracle keys and, and and wisdom keys and all these other things that you have to do it's really simple we're obedient to god we follow what scripture says and with that, God says that we will be blessed. And that doesn't mean we won't have a hard time at times. But when it comes to finances, it's more behavioral than it is anything else. Because we have more than enough in this country. We're not, we're not starving. We're not looking for meals. I mean, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that all of our needs are met. But most of our money problems are behavioral than they are anything else. So this idea that give and it will be given to you is not, has nothing to do with money. The 30, 60, fold has nothing to do with finances. It's about a harvest of souls. Why do we do this? And so, again, I've, I've hinted at some of this stuff, but I wanted to show you to make sure everybody knows and understand. This is not how God operates. We give because we love God. We do not give out of a desperate situation. We do not give what we do not have to give. We give out of our overflow and our abundance. We give out of faith in God. That's the idea of paying tithes and the first fruits and all of that. We do it because we trust Him and we know that He meets our needs. But we don't send stuff in or do things like this to manipulate, and to hope that God will hear because this man touches it. I can promise you that when you send in your prayer requests, he's not praying over them. I can promise you, because it's just not how it works. You guys with me? You guys seen some of this stuff before? I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only one, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's sad, and it breaks my heart when I, when I hear about people in those situations. It's always people that are desperate. They're taking advantage of them. It's, it's no different. You ever notice that check cashing places are always in poor neighborhoods? Is that a coincidence? It's not because these people are desperate and are looking for help and they get taken advantage of.